Thank you for joining us on Love That Voiceover, where we explore the people and projects behind the microphone in depth. I am your chic, geeky, unique host. Love that, Rebecca. Hi, this is the big gun, Ed Victor. Keep listening to Love That Voiceover with Rebecca. I know I will. Hey, all you sexy, fabulous, wonderful, joyous, prosperous, wealthy, beautiful people. This is Rebecca Michaels Haw, also known as Love That Rebecca. Welcome back, everybody. We are with MJ Lala for show number two. Hey, MJ. Woohoo! I'm here. Here we go. Woohoo! Thank you so much. Um, you mentioned a couple of things fun ways to develop characters, audition tips and animation, animation explosion, YouTube TV. I'm kind of interested in that. You know, here's what's happening in, in animation, and uh, there's cheaper and cheaper technology to develop uh, animation. I mean, we've always had final draft if you want to write your script. But now people are going, you know what? I could learn this little tune box thing and make my own characters and write my stuff. And then I've got a little home studio. I can start doing the voices. And uh, you know, it's it's just been amazing to me. I, some of my students will say, hey, I just booked this. Hey, I just booked that. And they go, wow, great. Did you get an agent? What happened? They go, no, no, I found it online. And it's on YouTube now. And there's so many things on YouTube. You can get your own YouTube channel and just start your own series, yeah. you know, if you like. And I've had a lot of people come to me to cast their some of their ideas and record them here because they want real professional voice stuff. and. Uh, you know, so when we look at that kind of explosion of the technology that then gives people these opportunities to go wild in animation because they're not looking at, my God, i got to come up with 10, 20 grand just to get it animated, maybe only a, a, and mainly only one 11-minute series or one, or a trailer for that matter. I mean, right. Sometimes you you get maybe somebody to animate uh, a trailer for you for, I don't know, maybe two or three grand. But now people go, you know what? I'm just going to sit down and learn this myself. Right, right. That seems to be a huge movement. You're right. And I think that's fascinating. And I wonder what you think that means to the industry for any angle of the industry. What does it mean to those who are currently working a lot, those who want to break into animation and are currently a full-time voiceover? A lot of people said, well, you know, I'm going to pay, which is a lot less expensive than paying an animator. I'm going to pay, you know, a studio and a voice director and casting person to come here and get good, 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 excellent quality in the voices. And I'll go ahead and do some kind of, you know, picture to it. Because oftentimes when your project gets picked up, I know because I have pushed, I've gone out there and tried to sell my projects. They're not so much saying, oh, does it look like this? Because they know with millions of dollars, they can make it look any way they want. But if they love the content and you're getting that content and that idea over in the voiceover and the the story, you have a much better chance of having, uh, you know, a company pick it up than they're looking at, well, I don't know, the eyeballs don't move as much. They don't don't really care about that because they can afford to put the money up to make the eyeballs do whatever you want them to do. Right. So people are just using it as a way to start to jump in, to get an idea, you know, put forward so that they can then go to... Disney, Nick, uh, Comedy Central, wherever they want to go and see if they can't get something going. Right. So what is all this doing to the industry from your perspective? 
Well, I think it's making it I- explosive. You know, I mean, I, I just see it as, uh, uh, again, the creative spirit is just, you know, is gigantic out there. That you're getting a lot of trash, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. no kidding. But um, the other thing I would say is when I started seeing so many people teaching um, that have never taught before, I thought, you know, they're not getting as much work as voice artists. That's because they've just said, well, I'll teach it now. I've got a big, you know, I've got a name and uh, I'll go ahead and, and do my own classes because my name will bring people in. And, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know. I, I haven't attended some of those classes. But uh, to me, you just say, why has there been such expl- such an explosion in teaching voiceover by these people that have, haven't really been interested in doing it at all? And that's because I think a lot of the jobs are going away. And that's, you know, a lot of non-union. There's a lot of game development stuff. I just booked some people on um, apps for, uh, voices for apps for kids. You know, you're right. just saying the app, the app voice, you know, and this is coming from kind of small people that like, God love me, I've known them since the 2004, 2003, you know, I opened right. my studio in uh, 20, uh, 2000. And now, I mean, that's the other thing is since I've seen people that kind of started where I was at and now they're doing this and now they're doing that, now they're doing that, now they're, you know, it's like you go, wow. But so everybody's getting a little piece of the pie. And so the pieces of pie are smaller. Yeah. And so this leads me to another planned question that I had. Where do you see the industry in the future then? What's your version of VoiceOver 2.0? Well, I think what, uh, you know, I think the pay-to-play sites, I think the people are realizing when you, um, depending on how much you're paying for them, if you're not really booking something in six months, you know, may, maybe you, you, usually they make you pay for a year. I haven't heard of any of them that say you can pay for six months. I agree. Months. Uh, you, you know, I think that those, I actually think that some of those will drop off and they'll have a smaller clientele of people doing it because after a while, you don't want to spend the money, you know, anymore. And I've had some people say, gee, I haven't, I haven't booked a thing. I haven't, you know, this or that. And yet, like I said, I do know people that from doing it and they've been doing it maybe a couple of years, they've started to get clients. So they stay on. So I think if you get clients, you're going to stick with it. If you aren't, you're going to drop off and you're going to try some other means of maybe developing some of your own stuff or just going after directly to producers or directly to uh, a director instead of uh, doing a pay-to-play thing. So I think that might, uh, that might you know, happen. And I think the other thing that's going to happen on that is nobody that's very professional is going to be on those sites. I mean, there was one guy touting something, and it's like, guess what? We have a new thing for uh, somebody to sing this song for $60. And I thought, that's that's highway robbery, unless you are dealing with people that have never sung before or just aren't that professional, and they'll do something for 60 bucks. So those places, they may grab a lot of people in, uh, for a while, but I think that's going to go out, and I think you're going to find people going more for uh, doing their own thing and trying to get it up there or, you know, on YouTube or whatever, or going straight to the producers and directors to get the work and, you know, and, and agencies. And I think with the SAG after union, I think it's all going to come back because uh, people have really been blown out of the water with the horrible prices that they want to pay for voiceover. That's true. We'll take a real quick break and be right back. Do you ever get tired of all the tasks that take you away from voicing? Or maybe you're bored with slogging through editing. Do you ever wish you had someone to double-check your audio so you could be sure and then impress your client? Karen Sauer is available to help. 
You can get in touch with her at karensauer, S-O-U-E-R, dot com. And P.S. This is Rebecca of lovethatrebecca.com. I love Karen Sauer. Back to the podcast. Now, MJ, are you ready for the Rorschach Love That voiceover quiz? It's really fun. Yeah, I've, I've never had a Rorschach uh, test, but uh, like, do I have to go to therapy if I fail? There is no failing, so no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Only if you want to. Um, I'm just going to ask you a couple of quick questions and you just give me the answer that comes off the top of your head for today. What profession, other than your own, other than your own, would you like to attempt? Uh, screenplay writing. Nice. What's your favorite color? Blue and red, a combo plate. Oh. Uh, what's your favorite alcoholic drink? Oh, boy, a Moscow Mule. What the heck is a Moscow Mule? It's uh, it's ginger beer with vodka. It's a Russian drink, and you you drink it out of a copper cup. I started drinking those in college. They were fabulous. How did you get your copper cup? I guess you can get those uh, if you look hard enough. Copper was cheap back then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just remember because it sweats so much because you just load it with ice. And that's how yeah. it's called the Moscow Mule because of the coldness, you know. And so somebody actually liked, you know, just said, God, I love these things. I'm going to go get you a little copper cup. And they did. That's sweet. Maybe someone will get you a new copper cup yeah. by listening to Love That Voiceover. <laughs> um, what natural gift would you like to possess that you do not possess currently? Um, I would love to be a champion swimmer. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, I'm even a diver. I, well, I love water. I'm in the water a lot, but I just thought, well, oh. that would be such a great sport. Would that be long distance or sprinting? Um, yeah, I, I, I think that probably more your, you, you know, shorter distances swimmer. Ah, okay. You're good. Oh, my God. You're athletic and everything. You're probably so healthy. I am. You're better I than am, me. Luckily. <laughs> Last question. Most fun. What guilty pleasure do you let yourself indulge in? Oh, boy. Cheetos. Cheetos? Oh, I love Cheetos. Oh, those are like my only favorite cheese snack. Yeah, and I, I, you know, they've got so many chemicals in them, I, I, I kind of have to be careful. Now I found the health Cheetos, so now I'll just eat those, uh, in, you know, unabashedly. I'll just, like, go, go through them. But, you know, I was watching Ellen DeGeneres. Now, Ellen DeGeneres and uh, Justin Timberlake are Aquarians, as I am, too. Yeah. And they both said how they love Cheetos on the show. And I said, oh, my God, it must be an Aquarian t- uh, addiction. Funny, huh? We are going to have to close the show down. Really appreciate your time. Okay. Well, it was a great time for me, too, and I enjoyed talking to you, and you had good questions and good listeners. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for our next guest. 